0: So before we get into this, I just want to say why there hasn't been an episode last week. And it's because my stupid self decided to delete our last week's episode after recording it. Um, long story short, I was cleaning out my computer and I was like, I don't need this. I don't need that. And I took my entire audio files, like all of them all of the audio files in my computer, every single audio file in my computer, and moved it to the trash can not realizing, oh, wait, we have the the latest episode of the podcast. Hambo goes to the Jeep store. So I'm sorry to say this, but Hambo goes to the Jeep store is no longer an official episode until further notice. So bear with us. And then also, In recent news, because you'll notice that in this episode, someone is missing again. And it is our dear sweet friend, Ezra. Uh, Today, as of December 10th, 2021, I got a message from him on Discord saying that his mother just passed away. Um, Long story short, his parents both had some complications in life and it affected his mother more than his father. And we just want to say, sorry, Ezra. Um, your mother will be in a better place, she'll no longer be suffering, um, and she'll be happier, wherever she is now. Uh, and I hope the best for you. Nick and I both hope the best for you. You can say something in this part, Nick, if you want.
1: Me. My condolences.
0: (laughs) Your condolences. Um, and we hope that things do get better for you, Ezra, because I know you've been having some troubles lately and all of that so real quick we'll just take a little moment of silence all right with all of that being yeah. said and with all of that stuff out of the way let's get back into the podcast <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Super Nerdcasters. It is another special episode of just me and Nick. Oh. That hello has to go a little bit better, Nick. You sounded like you were so far away. Hello. There we go. Nice. Epic hello. Big applause. <laughs> <laughs> Get some, like, party horns. Get
2: the confetti ready. Yeah, the confetti, <laughs> the
0: party horns, everything. <laughs> uh, today we're gonna be. <laughs> last week? No, not last week. A couple weeks ago, maybe like a month ago. How long ago was it since we had our you and me episode?
2: It had to be a month ago.
0: Yeah, somewhere around there. Nick and I, we talked about magic, a lot of magic. We talked about most card games, and during that podcast, I never played Yu-Gi-Oh. Now I've played Yu-Gi-Oh, so that's a celebration. Um, But this this time, we're going to just do Pokemon, and not just the card game. We're going to talk about, like, the the video games, the anime, maybe, the specifications of each Pokemon that exists out there. Maybe in this episode, like that one episode when Nick name-dropped his entire deck for Yu-Gi-Oh!, maybe this episode, I'll just name-drop every Pokemon in order. Who knows what's going to happen? But before we get started... Nick, who knows you... <laughs> who knows but before we get started nick how has your week been
2: um i've had a pretty decent week um a lot of chillaxing at home nothing uh nothing too exciting nothing um dramatic i uh i got my i got something yeah I... it's coming up on the holidays and so i get a lot of um excitement around this time for anything that comes in the mail. Um and so I've got a couple of things that have come in the mail recently that I'm super stoked about. Um I did send you a picture of it earlier today. Yeah, that was nice. I spice. think that um oh yeah. Um and so I'm super excited for uh for what is to come and what has come already.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean holidays are a great time. And since last week's episode didn't actually make it to the public, I will have to restate how my Black Friday went, because last episode that the audience has listened to uh, are still curious to how my Black Friday went. Black Friday went good, alright? It wasn't busy. Uh, I made a whole spiel about it last episode. I wish we could play it, but it's permanently gone from the internet. There's no way I could find it. It's, it's deleted completely. So, sorry about that again. Yeah, Black Friday went well. Uh, last week, things are good. You know, I bought something that I've been wanting to get for a while, a Oculus Quest 2, which for those who don't know, it's a VR headset. For those who don't know, VR stands for virtual reality. For those who don't know what virtual reality is, just basically imagine yourself in the actual video game. For those who don't know what video... Okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> um, If you don't know what video games are, you need to stop listening to this podcast. Because obviously you're way too old to be listening to this. Uh, or yeah. under a rock. Or under a rock, too. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I got a, a VR headset. Uh, I'm super hyped about it. I've been playing a lot of games on it. I actually got motion sick once. I was playing Minecraft VR which is a mod in Minecraft that you can get for free which was super dope. So I was playing Minecraft VR and I played for three hours straight and when I took the headset off I fell to the ground and almost threw up. Like I really wanted to throw up but I held it in, it didn't actually come out, I didn't hold it in it just didn't come out and yeah it was one of those experiences. I've stopped using the headset for a good day, and now I'm back into it, watching stuff. Wink, wink. This is... No, we can't say that.
1: <laughs> you, podcast? you what? You been watching the podcast? You been watching the podcast? What about the podcast? You been watching the podcast?
0: Have I been watching the podcast?
1: Like, what did you say?
0: I was talking about vr what did you say
1: yes so you were watching the podcast
0: watching the podcast in vr oh oh i totally misunderstood <laughs> you
2: <laughs> it's okay it's it's fine i i noticed it went right over your head i was like well, what are you doing <laughs>
0: Stupid jokes. Welcome to the super nerd where we make stupid jokes. Yeah, uh, we make. Yeah, it's how it's how we do it It's what we do here. Super nerd studios industries headquarters What are we are we a business No, because we you're not making money? What are we we're just two guys sometimes three? He's been absent two episodes now unfortunately but he, he's got a rough life. And he's only, like, in his 20s. I feel bad for the kid. Well, here we are, ready to talk about nerdy things like why poop is cylinder instead of square. I mean...
2: Why is anything cylinder? Am I right? Yeah, like, I mean, can't everything be a square?
0: Why don't we have a rectangular water bottle?
2: I mean, we have Fiji.
0: Okay, stop. That's not rectangular, okay?
1: <laughs> the
0: corners don't include in the corner. They rotate. Also, super big news. Um Spider-Man No Way Home comes out in less than a week now. Uh, for those listening, it probably has already come out. I have no idea. But that would be dope if it already came out when by the time you're listening to this, because then you know how the movie goes. We will not I'm just going to say this straight, first and foremost, we will not be spoiling it in the first week. I know last episode that you guys didn't get to listen to, we talked about that we were probably going to spoil it as soon as it came out. We will not be, just for the sake of being thrown out of, like,
1: the world. No spoilers on this, are. No spoilers. Um,
0: so our topic... It's about Pokemon. I live and breathe it. Um I swallow it sometimes. (laughs) I can't say that. What? But I live and breathe Pokemon. It's been a part of my life since I was six, I wanna say. When Christmas my parents got me a Game Boy Advanced. With a copy of Fire Red, um, that was my first game I ever played. And the next Pokemon game was Emerald, uh, and I've I've learned to love it since. The game I, Fire Red and Emerald, I don't really count as like my first official game. I mean, yes, I own them and I played them, but I was a kid. I had my dad do it most of the time, you know? When I got stuck at a gym, I handed it over to dad, and I'm just like, can you beat this gym leader for me? And he's like, yeah, son, I will. And he beats the gym leader. But my first, like, Pokemon game that I played all the way through, without any help, was Pokemon Pearl. Actually, it was Pokemon Platinum. Pearl I did play a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and it was still help with my dad. But Platinum... I played all the way through myself, I did everything myself, the beautiful part of Platinum was this place called the Distortion World, which is this messed up scary place, as a kid you were probably terrified of this area, but it was the coolest place in the game because it was like the first time the game used um, this weird mechanic, where like, your character flips to the side, upside down around it's hard to describe what the distortion world is without showing you a visual so for those who are listening google the distortion world you don't even have to google pokemon because it'll probably just pop up but google it it's this pink and blue place with giratina flying around and it's amazing i don't know but i loved platinum and that's why when Diamond and Pro came out this year, the new Diamond and Pearls, I pooped my pants because that was a childhood game
2: similar similar upbringing um mine was I wasn't gifted, my game boy advanced I was actually uh my very first job I ever worked. that was what I bought with my very first paycheck was my game boy. I kind of latched on to the to the good old days a little bit more. I did play Emerald. I did get Leaf Green instead of Fire Red. Um, So I got Leaf Green. I played that for, I don't know, three years. And then I finally got um, Emerald. I enjoyed Emerald for a long time. Uh, I was not nearly as good at Emerald as I was at uh, Diamond... or um, as I was at Leaf Green. So I felt very classic. I felt very latched onto those two. Um Traitor. pretty much after that I, <laughs> I I stopped for a long time with any kind of Pokemon game. Um and I wanted to I was into Yu-Gi-Oh very heavily um after that and around that time and um transitioning from Yu-Gi-Oh I found Pokemon had a card game that I actually didn't know about originally. Um and uh, at that time the games were um uh Diamond and Pearl, so PokeL Diaga. Um so I'm I'm super excited for the new ones to come out and I'm I want to see how those kind of relate to each other. But um when Diamond and Pearl were coming out, that was the Pokemon cards that were coming out at that time too. And that was the first kind of time they went from the retro borders to the new borders. Um, so there was all kinds of exciting Pokemon stuff um trying to get back into it. And then, um, yeah, I kind of pieced little bits of each Pokemon game. Then afterwards, nothing like deep dive into. I always kind of went back to the classics. I was back to Leaf Green, um, and what Kanto region? Am I, if I'm correctly
0: for Leaf Green, yeah, Kanto region.
2: Um, I've pretty much always hearkened to Kanto region, and somewhere I understand the Pokemon, I know the the battle scenarios, I understand. Um, and then when I've recently, you know, as soon as we started to hang out a lot more, um, I've dipped into, um, newer Pokemon and newer Pokemon cards and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, uh, no, I don't mean to brag or anything, but I played every single game. I own every single game. I, uh, I <laughs> i'm sorry i when i say i lived and breathed what
2: i was gonna say hey name a name a magic card you know
1: that i have one in my deck
0: one in your deck yeah sure that's easy demonic tutor come on come on come on give me a hard (laughs) question (laughs)
2: can you name can you name every card in my deck
0: no soaring i probably could yours (laughs) Yeah, I know. We're, we're, we're not going to talk about that. Actually, I do want to challenge myself at the end of this podcast if you're down to do it.
2: Oh, I'm down for anything.
0: Um, I was thinking at the end of the podcast, I'll have you pull up the Generation 1 list and see if I can read them all off of memory in order.
1: Uh, Ooh.
2: I
0: don't think I can because I never actually like took the time to do it, but I want to see how far I can go um and i know bulbasaur is the first and Mew is the last so i wanted to see how far i can go and i promise you guys i will not be cheating i know there's no way to prove it but i promise you i will not be cheating for this challenge um but as far as talking about spending most of this episode talking about pokemon there's a lot in the th- the thing I'm having trouble with while Nick was doing his little monologue at the beginning, the thing I'm having trouble with is like starting where to talk about. So if you have questions for me to answer to you, Nick, feel free because I have no idea where to start or what we're even going to like mm-hmm. cover at the moment, you know, because there's so much you can cover. Uh funny little story before we even recorded this podcast. I've been watching this new YouTuber I found. He's not new, I mean he's been doing it for a while. But I found this guy, he's new to me. I think his name is Small Ant or Tiny Ant or something like that. You can correct me later in the subreddit. I don't care, nobody uses it anyways. But uh YouTuber, I think it's Tiny Ant. You can look him up too, Nick, if you want. Uh but he he streams Pokemon. I think he streams it on YouTube or Twitch. Or something like that but then he like cuts his videos up and condenses them to put them on youtube so people can watch it um and i was just watching him play what he says and now this guy is like really good pokemon he knows the aspects of the games he knows the aspects of like the mechanics how to battle he knows all of that um and that side tangent that's something that i've never become a master at Is how to properly battle like I know how to battle someone if you made a team a party a six Pokemon team and I made a six Pokemon team I could probably kick your butt because I know what I'm doing But as far as stats and ivs and evs and training and all of that goes it's over my head and As a true Pokemon fan I think that's a little sad because you should know some of that, but yeah, it's okay. It doesn't matter I get the concept of it I know what it is, but it's okay. All right, back to original topic. So this guy was playing what he claims to be one of Small the- Aunt.
1: Small
0: ant. Small ant, thank you. This guy, he, he was playing what he claims to be one of the hardest games, hardest Pokemon game. And what surprises me is I thought it was easy as a kid. Uh, And the game is called Pokemon Colosseum and XD. And I kind of want to start our podcast there. I mean, our podcast has already started, but I want to start like our conversation table there because Pokemon XD and Colosseum are two games that one are really different and unique and two don't get talked about a lot. People kind of ignore those games.
2: Well, I don't really know nothing about them, so I guess everybody's guess is as good as mine.
0: Exactly. So the so here's here here here's something, Nick. You're gonna be a little shocked about this. XD and Coliseum came out during Gen three. I don't know if that will shock you, but I feel like maybe it would. Uh you'd be like, really? It's that old? I don't know. I don't know.
2: Is Gen well Gen three is Emerald, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Ruby,
0: Sapphire, and Emerald.
2: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I think you have the Colosseum in Emerald, don't you? I guess you have the the like battle towers or whatever. Yeah. It's not really Colosseums.
0: This Colosseum thing is a whole different thing. But anyways, all right, yeah. So onto XD and Colosseum. The reason why I like these two, they're probably one of my. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're one of my favorites. I th- I know XD is really dang great. Um. So. Pokemon XD and Coliseum were the first, no, there was Stadium, I can't say that, but they were the first, um, 3D overworld games, if you get what I'm trying to say. So, like, yeah, Pokemon, you walk around from town to town, and you battle people, it was exactly like that, but 3D. Uh, I know there was three D games before XD and Coliseum on the Nintendo sixty four, like Pokemon Stadium, which we'll get into that later, uh, and Stadium two and Pokemon Snap and all of those games on the N sixty four. But this was the first overworld three D game in Pokemon. Um, and it was on the GameCube, so two thousand five era. Uh, and the unique thing about this game was there was no wild Pokemon. And there was no starter Pokemon. You played a guy who usually was like an ex-gang member. Or some kid version of that. Because it was an outlaw kid. I think in Colosseum you were this outlaw kid. And in XD you weren't. So you were more of like mama's boy. And the professor and all of that. But in Colosseum I think you were like an ex-gang member. Uh, as a kid. Which is kind of cool. Um, And... There was this mechanic called Shadow Pokemon, and the story goes is that there was this team called Team Cypher who took Pokemon and locked their hearts, which means they were no longer used for good. And they had this purple aura that glowed around them, and only certain things could see the aura. You couldn't really see it, but in Colosseum, I believe the main character's sister had the ability to see the aura, and that's how you knew that one of the trainer's Pokemon were Shadow Pokemon the professor of the game like in the game because every pokemon game has a different professor the professor in the game created a device called the snag machine and it was this device that your trainer wore on his arm and what it was was it was specifically designed to catch other trainers pokemon because the rule of thumb in pokemon is you cannot catch other trainers pokemon but this snag machine allowed that to happen but the game's mechanics obviously only allowed you to catch shadow Pokemon, which was really cool. So the goal of the game was to capture every shadow Pokemon and purify them in this chamber to unlock their heart and make them happy again. Make them free. Make them good. And then of course they were on your team because you caught them. Um so that's cool. Way different than any Pokemon game because Pokemon you know you, you fight the gym leaders, make it to you four win the game. Fight the gym leaders win the game catch-all, Pokedex, whatever. This didn't have a Pokedex. You just did your job. You wanted to complete... You wanted to catch all the Shadow Pokemon and make sure they were all purified. That was pretty much the goal. And then, of course, stop Team Cypher. Um. And that's, I guess, one of my favorite things about that game because Shadow Pokemon were unique. And XD, I think, is the first of the two. I don't remember. I know one is a prequel to the other, but I think XD was the first because there was Shadow Lugia which completely changed the color of Lugia. So those who don't know, Lugia's a legendary. He's white and blue. He's got a giant wingspan, he's a water type. I think he's also flying type. Pretty cool, awesome Pokémon, beautiful Pokémon. But the shadow version turned him to like a dark purple with these evil red eyes. Oh, super cool. Uh, And I remember in the scene where he busts through the stadium, and he roars at you, and you have to battle him and throw the shadow ball at him, catch him, and then purify him and turn him back to white, which I don't think I ever did because I like to keep the purple Lugia. I thought it was cool to have.
1: Um. yeah. This is your chance, Nick. Say something cool.
2: Amazing. Lovely. Something cool. Amazing. Lovely.
0: Wow. Really nice.
2: <laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't know anything about this game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you had any like thoughts or something.
2: No, I, I mean, it, it sounds like something cool. It's not my forte, especially it's not my it's not something that I would I think I would enjoy as much. Um, but I yeah. really don't ins enjoy um kind of linear i guess role-playing games if that's what we would consider pokemon nowadays basically playing somebody else's story in a specific way i feel like pokemon has always been like you go a specific route to get somewhere and kind of forces you to one place um whereas i feel like i would have like an open world pokemon game where you can kind of choose your own your own ways that seems more like uh like an arena fighter than anything
0: i that's interesting how you think of it like that cuz i've always saw each pokemon game yeah you are eventually going to get to the place that the game guides you to but at the same time you kind of do it at your own pace you know yeah you you can you you're not once you reach an area you're not forced the next area you can go back and do things and grind and catch up i don't know it's it's a typical rpg uh for those who don't know it means role-playing game but it's a typical rpg um you know back because it was old 95 so rpgs all had the similar formula uh but yeah i i I see where you're coming with it and i think the new game that's coming out in january ...will be perfect for you, Nick, because it is going to be an open-world Pokemon game. Uh, and it's going to be a very beautiful open-world Pokemon game. And I know most of the trailers that show gameplay says not official footage, so I'm excited to see... ...the official gameplay footage.
2: Yeah, that might be dope, and, um for me for me pokemon and i was uh, actually talking to a coworker about this not too long ago i feel like a lot of the pokemon games for me are i'm very team rocket about it i think that pokemon and getting pokemon are very um it's ver- it's for battle it's for beating your opponent it's for finding a combination of of moves that um can defeat anybody in the game And so, that's why I've always kind of liked, uh, I've stuck with one game for a long time. is because, like, each time you play through it, you can challenge yourself with different Pokemon, with different teams, with, um, with defeating the Elite Four, and the Elite Four challenge that you can repeat, and as they get better, um... So, I don't know, I like I said, I I feel very Team Rocket about it, where it's, like, for battle only. When they started to add a lot, and I've noticed this in a lot of the newer games, is that it's important to, like, take care of your Pokemon. If you walk with certain ones, like, holding them, or if you battle with them in certain ways, or if you pet them in certain ways, that it, like, becomes your friend or becomes your enemy. I feel like a lot of those games would be, I would have Pokemon that hate me just because I only go for battle or whatever, you know what I mean?
0: Right. And that's that's how the old games were, though. Like, you... Uh, that's all it was. There was no love mechanics or any of that. It was just simply catch, battle, catch, battle, catch, battle. Uh, the newer games, though, they do tend to steer towards more of the friendship stuff. You know, there's ways that you can release... Not release, but take your Pokemon out of its Pokeball, walk around with it, uh, pet it, uh, you know, fluff it up a little bit, give it decorations, give it bows, give it whatever. You know, there's all new ways you can take care of your Pokemon. Uh, actually, Diamond and Pearl has this area where you can have all of your Pokemon come out and walk around with them and talk to them each individually. Um, so that's cool. Going on to another topic, I wanted to bring up mechanics of Pokemon. And by mechanics, I guess we should be more specific. Like, how gameplay went. Or how, like, the evolution of Pokemon gameplay. Because, personally, I know a lot of people have different opinions. But personally, I think the new games are a lot easier to beat. And no, it's not because, oh, I've been playing Pokemon for 12 years. I understand it. That's not the case at all. I I actually feel like they're getting a lot easier to play, and here's why. We'll be right back after these messages. Just kidding. There's there's no how to read. Don't worry. We're still not famous yet. But anyways, uh, what was I talking about? Pokemon mechanics. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I remember when I played Red. And I took... I found... I have Red. I own Red. I own a physical copy. I own a Game Boy Color. I don't play it on Game Boy. The the original Game Boy. My original Game Boy is destroyed. Um, But I have a Game Boy Color. And I have a copy of Pokemon Red. I remember when I was playing it one day. I just remember how long it took me to get from one gym to the other. And it was the simple fact of grinding. Now, the old games the way for those who haven't played original pokemon for those who have you can shake your head and relate and be like yes man uh is that the the way the original games worked is that every pokemon had to level up in their own pace um and you had to level up each pokemon at a time there were ways around it there was this thing called the experience share where you could have Another Pokemon in your party hold it and then two of them gained levels there was the swap method which a lot of people use where you have your weak Pokemon start first swap it out with the strong Pokemon and then fight with the strong Pokemon and they gain both half of the experience there were many ways around leveling up each one but it took forever especially if you beat all of the trainers in the route and you were only kept like a b- encountering wild Pokemon it took forever. Also, side note, if you were a collector and you wanted to complete the Pokédex, forget about gaining experience when catching it because that doesn't happen. Um but yeah, that was it it was always a pain in the butt when it came to grinding. Nowadays, dude, forget about the experience share. All of your Pokémon gain experience after every battle, after every catching battle where you catch it. And you finish the battle because you caught it. You still get experience. I'm playing through Diamond and Pearl. I haven't beaten it yet. Because I'm really taking my time with it. Also I bought a whole bunch of other games on my Switch. And I've been occupied with those. But I haven't beat Diamond and Pearl yet. But I'm only like 4 gym badges in. And the 4th gym battle was a breeze. Because my Pokemon were 10 times... No, not 10 times, but they were 10 levels higher than the gym leader. And I was like, ah, that's really easy. Also in the new games, if you have already encountered a Pokemon, like if you've already battled like a Geodude, let's say a Geodude. If you encountered a Geodude and you've already battled it, the next Geodude you encounter, all of your moves will tell you if it's effective, super effective or no effect. I remember as a kid, I was trying to figure that stuff out i was like does scratch hurt the ghastly or does psychic hurt the ghastly i don't know and now in the new games it's like you don't know well here's the answer
2: (laughs) yeah i haven't experienced that myself uh with the with the new pokemon like i said i haven't really played them but that definitely sounds, I mean, the, the what you were talking about with grinding, that's exactly what I did for hours and hours, day after day, um, until I got so good at it that it was a breeze for me.
0: I remember coming home from school just to turn on Pokemon Platinum so I could raise up my Pokemon five more levels and then do my homework. And then, you know, do something else. And then the next day I'd be like, alright, now it's time to fight the gym leader. <laughs> but i've gotten so good with i think okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna share my opinion here out of all of the main main range pokemon games meaning anyone that ended with a color of a shape a, a gem any of those or even a letter because x and y um out of all those games you know what i'm talking about you know the ones the ones that usually end with version for the new ones don't end with version they're just ultra sun and that was it but um out of any of the main range games i think and i'm not trying to side with nick here or anything but i think the kanto region is my favorite which includes red blue yellow leaf green fire red let's go pikachu and let's go eevee um and the reason why Is because I really like I think it's just because I've gotten used to it so much, but I really like one, it's simple, and two, I really like the the map, the the order of things you have to do to progress through the game. And I think we can all agree, everyone listening, can all agree that the middle section of the storyline is the best. Especially when you get to Saffron City, because you have all the cities surrounding it. Or is it Celadon? Is it Saffron or Celadon? Oh, crap. I don't even remember. You get to the city that has all the cities surrounding it, and you can't access it until you get the Poke Flute to wake up Snarlax. And I think that's just so cool. Um, but it's simple, because the villain is Team Rocket. Uh, and Team Rocket is a very simple villain. I feel like later on, they really enhance their team, the villain team. They really... Go all the way to the top with them. Team Rocket. All they wanted to do was own every Pokemon and make a profit. Like that's all they wanted to do. But then you had Team Magma and Team Aqua. Those were the next teams because Gold and Silver still had Team Rocket. They just carried on because Johto region is like right next to the Kanto region on the official map. They're right next to each other. Um, and and. Gold and silver. You actually go back to the jo- to, to the Kanto region to fight those gym leaders, and then at the end of the game, you go to the mountain that's in between them and fight Red. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, that's a beautiful sequel, by the way. You fight your own character from the first game. Ah, amazing sequel. Mwah. amazing sequel. Great
2: anyway, character development.
0: Yeah, it is. It's so cool. Um. But yeah, so we're going to talk about the teams real quick and why they're over the top. (laughs) So again, Team Rocket, very simple. Wanted to own every Pokemon, all 151, uh, and make a profit. Um, The second team, because again, Johto had Team Rocket. The second team was in Hoenn. It was Team Magma and Team Aqua. They split them up. Team Magma, they wanted to expand the land. They thought... There's too much water in the world, and people are populating like crazy, so they wanted to expand the land so we could build more. Team Aqua was the exact opposite. They were like, ah, there's too much land, and we need, we need to wipe out some things, and so they wanted to expand the seas. And the two legendaries of those that region was Kyogre, the water-type legendary, and Groudon, the ground-type legendary. Uh fire technically but he's ground he's known for his groundness okay guys stop screaming at me i get it but uh and those two would collide and clash and yada yada then the next team which is i like them i think they're cool they're team galactic they're from diamond and pearl uh, and i think team galactic's goal was to create a new world i believe that's what it was they wanted to Use the energy of Palkia, ruler of space, Dialga, ruler of time, and Giratina, ruler of darkness, to create a new world. Uh, they were harnessing the powers of the two legendaries. Oh, and Arceus. They wanted Arceus, but that's not canon because Arceus is like a mythical and you can't get him in the game. But in the anime, I think they were like, oh, Arceus is part of it too. So they wanted to like create a new world. So they could live on it. And start fresh. I don't know why that's bad, and why a ten-year-old kid needs to stop him. But hey, it just gives you a story arc to the game. Next up was Team Plasma. Actually, I don't even know. They're from the black and white game. I don't even know what. hey, I don't
2: know about Team Plasma.
0: I don't even know what they wanted to do. Um, I'm gonna look it up real quick because I have no idea. Okay, Team Plasma's original goal was to liberate all Pokemon from their trainers by either manipulating the trainer to release their Pokemon or by theft. Gotcha. Getsis, the Team Plasma true leader, exploited the group in an attempt to rule Unova as the only one with Pokemon. So, okay. They wanted to take Pokemon from everybody. They didn't want people to have Pokemon. So on and so forth. Ah, uh, uh, weird.
1: I, I think it makes sense.
0: Yeah, kind of does. The next team is from X and Y, and they're called Team Flare. Their goal is to create a better and beautiful world. So it's kind of like, uh kind of like what, um team galactic wanted except for it's their world they they team galactic wanted to build create a new brand new planet to live on while team flare wanted a perfect world uh while making money and eliminating everyone who does not follow their standards so basically they just wanted to perfect the world i think there was like this gun that uh was hidden in one of the towns And if the gun was launched, like, it was a giant gun, keep in mind, like, a really big machine. And if it, like, I think it was, like, if it was released, if it used its power, it killed everything? I don't remember. I'm trying to find... Like the the Halo rings. Yeah, I'm trying to find the, uh, the, uh... The story of that because there's it's been forever since i've played x and y and i know you haven't played x and y um i'm trying to x find- and y
2: has um mewtwo in it right
0: yeah yep mewtwo can be caught in the game because x and y was the first game to introduce mega evolutions and they gave Mewtwo two different Mega Evolutions, depending on the game you played.
2: Mega X or Mega Y?
0: Yeah. The same with Charizard. Charizard was the other one that had Mega X and... I... Well... Uh... Um... I think I'm skipping over it, because I can't read it. That's fine. But yeah, there was, there was this machine that would launch something, and I... The ultimate... We're right here. Right here. Right here. Uh, Team Flare does not appear again to the player. Yep. Uh, Lysandre, who's the leader, reveals Team Flare's plan of using the ultimate weapon, a machine built by the King of Kalos 3,000 years ago that can eliminate all life. Okay, yeah. To achieve this, Lysandre plans to use Xerneas and Yvelta, which are the two legendaries, to activate the machine in Lysandre's lab in Lumio City. So, yeah. It was to... Yeah. It was to kill everyone. Uh, and there was this guy too. His name is Az, and he's a three thousand year old character in the game because he was the king of Kalos. So I guess he lives forever due to the life and death thing of Veltal and Xerneas, And that's that was uh. Those are the two legendaries. One is the like guardian of life because he's a fairy type. The other one's the guardian of death because it's a dark type. Um, makes sense az has this pokemon which is floette i think i'm saying it right or is it just floette i think it's just floette don't scream at me in the subreddit which is like this little flower thing cute little flower pokemon i'm gonna send a picture of floette to you next so you can see it um perfect cute cute little flower pokemon um which was az's favorite and i forget what az's backstory is but essentially when he he did something that the pokemon was not a fan of and it left him heartbreaking story because like this dude loved his floette i'm about to send you the picture next so you can see floette um this dude loved floette it was like his favorite pokemon and when it left him he was heartbroken and i think there was like the time in the game where if you beat az floette actually comes back to him, and it's like you tear up when you play that part of the game because it's just like that's <laughs> beautiful.
2: <laughs> that's funny.
0: Yeah, it's. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's adorable. It's one of the most adorable things in the game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a picture of Az as well next. So you can see what he looks like. His name
2: is this like a. Is this a mythical Pokemon?
1: No,
0: it's just like, like a you regular generally- Pokemon you catch. In the wild, interesting. It evolves from Flabebe. That's the uh, the baby version, and then evolves into
1: gorgist F- <sniffs> Gorg. A baby. Fl-
2: the that, uh, the team flare definitely sounds like um the the prophets um in halo trying to fire the halo rings
0: there you go that was fired by them um <laughs> the next team oh my god the next team's a joke let's uh the next two teams are both jokes i feel like they kind of got rid of the let's do something epic uh when it came to pokemon but the the, fir- the next team is from Sun and Moon, and they're called Team Skull. And basically what Team Skull is, is it's just a gang. Uh, just a gang in the way. It's literally just a gang. That's all they were. They had no goal, had no purpose, they were just a gang. The villain of team of uh, Sun and Moon? I don't even know. It's been forever since I played Sun and Moon
2: the uh, team skull sounds like uh the old uh, what is that, cue ball and biker or whatever from uh from Canada Region. That's pretty where they much all had, like, what the they stuff. Were. Yeah.
0: Here's a picture of Team Skull Grunts. Send it to you in a second. But yeah, that's pretty much what they were. They were just kinda like doofysits in the way and they did a weird dance their theme song was pretty cool though i really enjoyed their theme song uh but yeah that's all they did was do their dance i think the one girl was really into um what's her name lusman lusamin l-u-s-a-m-i-n-e i I have no idea she was the one that was really into um ultra beasts what? That sounds like
2: Lasmin like like how Yasmin or Jasmine is spelled. Yeah, but it it sounds, L- it's it's
0: L-U S-A M-I-N-E. Like Luzmin. Luzamine. Luzamine? I don't know. We'll I have to ask Ezra, because Ezra knows. Next next <laughs> next episode. Remind me to ask Ezra. Okay, so the villain of the main team of um of Pokemon Sun and Moon was called Aether. I think they were just The Aether. The Aether Foundation. Is that Pokemon? Yes! Bulbapedia. Okay, cool. Uh, So, The Aether Foundation is an organization based in Alola, which is the region for that game, whose goal is to cure hurt Pokemon. Okay, so they're not a bad group. They're just there. Team Skull was the villain, but they were just in the way and obnoxious. Um... Organization shelters Pokemon to keep them safe from threats like Team Skull. Their main headquarters is Aether Paradise, an artificial island they constructed, while the Aether House is their larger base on Alola's main island. Lusamine is the president of the organization, later is revealed to be the true antagonist of Pokemon Sun and Moon, and has been driven to mass obsession over the Ultra Beasts. Okay, so the Ultra Beasts were something that Pokemon introduced during Sun and Moon, and I'm I slowly, finally accepted it. Because at the first time, I'm like, what? You know, as a fan from the beginning, it was hard to enjoy it. Basically, what Ultra Beasts are is they're not legendaries. They're not regular Pokemon. They're just behemoths from an alternate dimension. Coolest thing ever. I like it. I love Ultra Beasts. My favorite one is Blocephalon for those listening. Um, I have Guzzlord. You name in my Pokemon deck, I have Guzzlord. There's Ultra Beast one is I'm going to I'm going to butcher the name. I really am. I can type it. I'm going to type it to you, Nick, and I'm going to see if you can pronounce it. I'm going to Oh, uh, uh, here we go. I'm going to butcher the name because I don't even remember, but I typed it to you.
1: Nihilgo? Nihilgo?
0: I, I think it's Nihilego. Nihil- no, it's not, N- Nihil- Ezra knows it.
2: Nihiligo. Yes. It sounds like exactly. Nihiligo or Nihiligo.
0: It's, a um, it's like a jellyfish-looking lady. Looks like a- like, it has the body of a beautiful anime lady, but it's just a jellyfish. Like, I'll send you a picture of it. Is that the
2: one- is that the one that rides the horses, or am I thinking the wrong one?
0: Yeah, it's a different generation. Oh, that's, okay. That's Rex, which is, uh, the next game. Sword and Shield. Um. Now this thing's beautiful it literally looks like there's there's a main there's one of the main uh friends that you get her name is lily and it looks like that because it looks like her because lily has like this big hat uh she has this long hair and in the front it's braided just like you might have seen her on a card uh l i l l i e lily not L L I Y lily i e um, I
2: actually think that I do have that card yeah, she's somewhere. She has
0: a big hat. She has blonde hair. She wears all white. Her whole outfit is white. Um, Beautiful. Beautiful lady. Probably ten. I shouldn't say that. Um, it's an anime. Come on. Really? So the 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 first Ultra Beast design is meant to look like her, I guess. Uh, It looks just like her. The next one is Buzzwool. Stupidest ultra beast design ever it's literally this mosquito that's super swole big and buff
2: <laughs> beedrill on steroids
0: yeah pretty much except for he's red well yeah, i am you know steroid could probably change your uh color
2: i don't know uh i was gonna say that the heligo or heligo however you say it um I actually was gonna use that in my uh Pokemon deck until I found out it was uh an Ultra Beast.
0: Yeah. So if I remember correctly, there are two back before the game came out, they were classified as UB, short for Ultra Beast, but then they had like a number and then a code name. So uh Nahiligo was symbiote, UB one symbiote, the Buzzwell was UB2 Absorption, which only exists in Pokemon X, I think, either X or I mean not X, uh, Sun. I think it's only available in Sun. Yeah, and then UB number two, Beauty, is from Moon, and it's Feromosa, Pheramos- Pher- which is another little lady, the exact opposite as a um as a strong buff mosquito, <laughs> strong buff mosquito. Yeah, Ferramosa. Yeah,
1: so funny looking.
0: Did you see the picture of Buzzwell that I sent you? Yeah, so stupid. Yeah. Uh the next Ultra Beast is UBO3 Lightning. Uh, and it it's Zerkatry, which is supposed to look like the leader of Team Skull. Uh Guzma, I think is his name. Guzma. Yeah, so I don't know why Her- the Ferramosa
2: like if Lady Gaga was a Pokemon.
0: Thank you. I don't know why they decided to uh make some of the Ultra Beasts look like the human. I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, but But I don't wanna say this is a JPEG, not a web IP image. Okay. Never mind. Find well,
2: out. I look like I know what a JPEG is.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Guzma um He's the main antagonist of... Sun and Moon. I keep forgetting the game. Like I want to say something else. So here's here's a picture of Zerkatry. And then here's a picture of Guzma. You can kind of compare the two. Be like, oh yeah, they look exactly...
2: Zerkatry like- looks like Christmas lights.
1: <laughs> it kind of does. No, like... If you
2: look, like the little bulbs that it's got on it are yeah. exactly like Christmas lights, and then it's got a, it's got an outlet for a tail. It's got a plug in. Yeah. And then it's got like the star on the top of it, like a Christmas tree would. Have. It's literally a Christmas. Tree. It is a tree. Yeah, it's a Christmas tree. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. And then Ultra Beast number four is. Titled Blaster, but the Pokemon's called Cel- Celestela. It's literally just a big building. I mean, I don't know what you want from me. It's Celestela. It. Actually, it's not even a building. It's like a it's like a rocket. I I don't know what you want from me. It's it's a rocket.
2: The 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 Christmas tree Pokemon that we've discovered um, looks like if like a German. Emo band was a Christmas tree.
0: (laughs) That's so dumb. Well, the leader of
2: no one's cool.
0: Celesteel is cool.
1: It looks like,
2: like uh, you said that it's a building. It looks like the the architect, whoever designed this building, used bamboo shoots as like a inspiration. So it looks like its arms are two bamboo shoots. And it's a bamboo center cell cluster. So it looks like whoever made the building was heavily inspired by bamboo shoots.
0: I like like how you look at it like that, yeah. It's a steel type. The next one is um, Ultra Beast.
2: Bamboo is stronger than steel, in some cases.
0: The next one is Ultra Beast number four, titled Slash. No, titled Blade. Uh, It's a grass and steel type Pokemon called Cartana, also known as the Origami
1: Pokemon. Cartana, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I like like Cartana. The uh, next one, you might recognize this one, Nick. It is UB05, known as Glutton. You might know you, well, you, you might have seen this one before. I don't I don't know. I can't tell you if you have or not, but uh here's a picture of it.
2: Well, it can't really be that tough. It was killed by an aspirin.
0: <laughs> Ooh ERB reference
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I killed it with a Gengar, so it can't really be that tough. Well,
0: you know what? Shut up. Your deck was so dumb. (laughs) The next two Ultra Beasts are actually, um, one evolves into the other. By the way, listeners, because you didn't get to see it, it's Guzzlord. I mentioned it before I run him in a Pokemon deck. So there you go. So the next, the next two, one evolves into the other. The first one's Adhesive, the other one is Stinger. Which I think it's like a kind of like a mosquito ish type thing. Uh, and so it's Poipole, is the first one. And Poipole evolves into uh, Naga Nadel. I'm trying to remember where my picture went. Naga Nadel. I did not save my picture of Naga Nadel. Oh, because it saved as a WebP image. What? what is that? What is what is that? Naga Nadell. As probably like, uh, going through the chat as we're sending each as as I'm sending pictures of you, and he's like, "You're talking about Pokemon," <laughs> and he's just like crying in silence because he's like, "I missed it." Ah <laughs> oh, man, poor kid. Now yeah, you're with us in spirit, Ezra. If, you're, if you listen to this. You're you're with us in spirit. All right. Well, unfortunately, I won't be able to send you a picture of Naga. And De- oh, never mind. I spoke too soon. Cause they're all sa- they're all uh, trying to save as WebP, Whatever. and it's not a PNG or, or a JPEG. So there. It was Poipool and Naganadel. Um. Two beautiful yeah. Ultra Beasts of their time. And then... Oh. <laughs> there's two more, Nick. There's two more. Alright? So...
1: Ultra wow, Beasts. What? That's a lot.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. Well, they had, like, the first five that I sent you up till... um, I think it was up till Guzzlord. And then... When Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out, they added four more: Poipul, Naganadel. The next one, which is called Stakataka. Yep.
1: I've
2: seen this one.
0: That is the name, Stakataka. It is the name. Yep.
2: Isn't it like a like a Stonehenge Pokemon?
0: It's a wall.
1: Just a wall. Got it. It
0: is. Literally a building. <laughs> Not even a building. It's a wall. Alright, and then the final one. The last Ultra Beast of them all. It is Blacephalon. This, uh. My favorite. Just because it looks super cool. Love it.
1: Stack a would be a rampart, is the word you're looking for.
0: Yeah, thank you. So there is, uh, Naga
1: Looks like a uh, kind of cloud-inspired...
0: Yeah. And then the last Ultra Beast is one that I personally designed myself when I made my own generation of Pokemon, and I hereby introduce you to UB Wipe, also known as TP-Rola.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
2: TP-Rola. I <laughs> I bet that costs a lot of money during, you know, COVID times.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, like, 100 bucks just to make it.
1: Yeah.
2: Imagine a $100 Pokemon, wow. <laughs>
0: yeah, those are all the Ultra Beasts. Uh, okay, and then, what were we talking about before we got into Ultra Beasts? Oh, we were talking about teams! Right, there's still one more team we gotta talk about. Um. I don't even know. What is it? Team... What is... What is the Sword and Shield team called? What is the name of the Sword and Shield team?
1: Team... Katana and Longsword? No! Team Yell! Team
2: Yell, okay.
0: Yep, Team Yell is the villainous team living in Galar. They are fans of Marty. Who want her Pokemon to become champion and get more publicly known for their hometown? Spike Muff. However, despite their good intentions to form a fan club of sorts, the grunts begin to take things too far by rudely obstructing Marnie's rivals in their gym challenges and doing anything to prevent them from becoming champion instead, without their peers knowing. So the worst team in the game in Pokemon history the dumbest team i'm sorry to say this but they are the dumbest team in pokemon i mean you got guys that want to build new planets they want guys you got guys that want to sink the world or grow the world you got guys that want to launch weapons and kill all of life itself and then you've got team yell who just yell at you when you're fighting marnie's gym
1: interesting <laughs>
0: dumbest team all pokemon i'm glad i saved them to last because they are uh they're the dumbest saving the worst for last. Uh, you know
2: peter griffin would say they really grind your gears
0: they do grind you don't really grind my gears they really grind my gears <laughs> ah man uh, that's the pokemon teams for you that's all of them Anything you want to say? I kind of, like, talked for a solid 40 minutes just now.
2: Well, I mean, this is, um, Pokemon is your specialty, um, I would say the only other thing to talk about, um, for me that I know at least a little tiny bit about is the TCG and, um, the more competitive nature of said TCG. Go ahead and take the floor. Um yeah, so I like when it comes to the TCG, I started playing um shortly after um I I originally started to dabble in it a little tiny bit, uh like I said when um Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out. So with the TCG Heart Gold and Soul Silver um uh my favorite Pokemon card, the one that I got and I thought was really good was Typhlosion. Um, Typhlosion is the only fire starter Pokemon that I trust um, to get stuff done. Um, and then... I also like Infernape as yeah. well. as uh, Or Chimchar, Monferno, Infernape, which is rarely I can name Pokemon. Um, so when it comes to the TCG, I kind of dabbled in it a little bit. And then... Um, uh when the mega evolutions when x and y came out um right before x and y's um like base set for the tcg came out it was um fates collide i believe which had like mega evolutions of the original um 151 so you had mega alakazams um and so that's kind of what inspired my current deck i use for my psychic deck right now in the tcg um which is mega um alakazam very very powerful card as jake has seen before um pair it with my favorite pokemon of all time gengar and most people make fun of me because of the way i say gengar but i call it gengar not gengar or gengar i I don't even know i call it gengar
0: No, how you how yeah, you, you used to pronounce it? You pronounced it Ganger. You just you you, you didn't emphasize the e in the er. So you pronounced it Ganger, whereas it's gangar and you're 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 saying it right.
2: Yeah, I I I also like Gyarados, Like some people say it's Girados, or I like
0: the PewDiePie yeah. pronunciation. I know it's incorrect, but I love PewDiePie's pronunciation. What does he say? It Giorados.
2: Giorados, interesting.
0: <laughs> so now, from now on, I call it Giorados, and I do not care if people correct me because in my heart, it's gonna be Giorados.
2: Giorados is a definitely a great Pokemon too. A lot of people, and and this is something that you know at least a little bit of, but competitive nature back in when this all, you know, when Leaf Green and stuff was really popular and big, and everybody had a Game Boy at school, um, the, uh, a lot of people slept on Gyarados and didn't Oh, And that was, like, a great misconception that a lot of people didn't know about Pokemon like that. That, you know, nobody trained train Magikarp. Oh, Magikarp only knows Splash. Then you do your trade-out, like you were talking about earlier, where you send it first, and then you trade it for a Pokemon level up real quickly as soon as it gets to 21, you've got yourself one of the best, um, one of the best water Pokemon in the game without starting off with Blastoise. Of course, um,
0: saying dragon type.
2: Well, unfortunately, he's not dragon type, but um, no, what I was saying earlier though, um, uh, you know, with the TCG, I started out um very heavily in the fates collide and then i got out of it um i'd say 2016 maybe 2017 i think i got out of it 2017 and back into it um with you and um i'm excited for my plan to fully go through which is to create an elite 4 for you guys to battle
1: so
0: i'm excited for all the way I always love the Elite Four in the games. I think they're the hardest challenge in any game because you know they're the final challenge, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, beautiful. I like <laughs> the Elite Four. Oh, I well, think you're cool. So I'm glad you're doing Elite Four uh, for the TCG.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see how the gauntlet got- will play out. I really do want it to feel like an elite four, especially because um, when it comes to deck building strategy games, any day of the week, I will, uh, I will uh, be a challenge. At at the mo, you know, at the least, I'll be a challenge, and so I'm excited to see what you guys come up with when it comes to trying to beat the elite four. And I would love to do it like all in a row. Like if you get beat by a, a deck, you have to go back down the gauntlet.
0: Well, yeah, that's how it is. With that being said, Nick, I'm building an all-type deck. Oh, yeah? Well, you have to. If you're going to beat the Elite Four, got to build an all-type deck.
2: <laughs> you got to have, you know, one type to beat each of the Elite Four members.
0: Yeah, essentially.
2: We'll definitely pack a fire type for our next uh, addition to the Elite Four. It's going to be. Grass and bug. uh, Grass. I'm actually going to do grass and dark.
0: Oh! Throw in
2: Decidueye. (laughs) Well, I thought about Decidueye, but I want to base it off of Venusaur. Venusaur is not only grass type, but also poison type. And dark has a common with that also having Poison-type in some of the Dark Pokemon. Mm. Um, and what I want to specifically do is create a pool of um, special conditions, because the, the, the cool thing about Dinosaur, and this is even in the games, is that he can learn Poison Powder, Sleep Powder, um, um, Stun Spore, and... Uh yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Um so he, so he can learn all of the the different spore moves to give different special conditions. And there's certain dark Pokémon in the TCG at least that care about the amount of um special conditions affecting your opponent's Pokémon. And so um when you get some dark Pokémon that um make them burn, poison, paralyze and then you get like um or let's say burned and paralyzed and then you get your grass type Pokemon that say paralyzed and asleep, you've got four separate special conditions and that can really stack up some damage um for a weird weird and interesting deck. Um something you don't see too often which is dark and leaf energy combined together. Um simply because there's no dragon type that's both leaf and dark as far as I know.
0: That'll be pretty cool. I'm excited. I'm gonna build an amazing deck and I'm gonna kick all of your deck's butt toxes and I'll rule the world. <laughs> Pokemon that is. I don't know about rule. I'll be the next team Flare. i wanna build a use the machine to destroy all life. And rule the world. Well, I
2: think you'd just be a Pokemon champion. You you get the belt.
0: You don't even get that. You just get a picture stapled to the Hall of Fame. Woo! We could dabble into the whole thing of, like, Pokemon lore and stories and how that gets into play, but I honestly want to save that for when Ezra's with us, because I feel like he would appreciate that. It's bad enough he's missing a Pokemon-themed episode, but we we gotta make another themed Pokemon episode with Ezra so we can dabble into, like, the lore... The story arc behind every game, where it takes place in the timeline, and then we also need to talk about the Pokemon War, which is something you've, you probably have no idea what it is. No idea. Yeah. The whole Pokemon War story is amazing. It's not, it's not really canon, but it, what? but a lot of people love it to where it might as well be canon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like those Star Wars books that weren't canon, but everybody loved them, so they became canon. Kinda. With that being said, we are about an hour and thirty into the podcast. Do you want to finish
1: it off, Nick? I think it's a good idea. Alright. Nick, go on to Google
0: and type in pokemon gen 1.
1: Ah, uh, yes.
0: <laughs> Let me know when you have a list up. You can just like go on images or something. And they usually... I had one
2: I had one pulled up so I can get right to it.
0: Oh, nice. Let me know when you are ready. I am ready. All right, first Pokemon's Victini. No, I'm just kidding. That's a totally different generation. (laughs) (laughs) That's a totally different generation. I already failed. All right, that's the end. No, all right, here we go. I promise you I'm not looking. I'm staring at the podcast screen right now. That's all I'm looking at. All right, this is is it. Here we are. About to do this. Oh, boy. (sighs) Give me a hint. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Bulbasaur! Obviously, it's the first one. So Those Bulbasaur, and then we got Ivysaur, Venusaur, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, Squirtle, Wall Turtle, Blastoise. Alright. That was the hardest part. We got all the starters out of the way. <laughs>
2: the hardest part, he says.
0: <laughs> it was the hardest part. It really was. We got all the starters out of the way. We are good. We're golden. We are done. This is it. That's the end of the game. No more Pokemon. Caterpie! Right? Yeah, Caterpie. Metapod butterfree and then of course we had those bugs so we got to do weedle i almost forgot his name weedle kakuna and then beedrill and then what eats bugs pidgey pidgeotto pidgeot then we have what kill birds no ratata eradicate they don't kill birds Spearow and then Firo, those are the next birds and then what eat birds Well, snakes because there's Ekans and Arbok what hunt snakes mice so we got Pikachu and Raichu Sansuru Sandslash and then the easiest part of the whole generation Nidoran Nidorina queen, Nidoran Nidorino and Nido King right right and then this is where things get a little tricky so is it Clefairy that's next?
1: You want me to answer?
0: Yeah, please answer. Yes. Okay, Clefairy, Clefable, Volpix Nine Tails.
1: Oh, God. Give me a hint. Fairy. Fairy? <gasps> Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff, right? Gotcha. Zubat, Golbat. Oddish? Bloom? Plume, And then... Correct. Psyduck? No. Give me a hint.
2: Um... Popular... Uh... Vacation destination, I mean, especially for couples. No. What? What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You said popular and my mind jumped to Meowth.
2: <laughs> I said popular destination for a couple of
0: Paris, Parasect, Venomoth, Ven no, Venonat, Venomoth, and then it's Iduck.
1: No, you're getting closer though.
0: It's Meowth, right?
1: Uh, no. Growlith? No. Give me a hint.
2: Um, the, it's kind of sus. There's been a lot of 3D printing around it recently.
0: Oh, Diglett? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Doug Trio then. hmm Then Meowth.
2: Then Meowth. And
0: Persian. And then Psyduck. Yep. And Golduck. And then, of yep. course, Mankey and Primate, Growlithe, Arcanine. And then I think that's when the trios kick in. So we have Poliwag, Poliwhirl, Poliwrath. And then it's Bellsprout, Weepin' Bell, and Victory Bell? Nope. Shysa! Close. <gasps> no, no! I forget, because it's not Water Grass, It's Water Psychic Fighting Grass? So is it, um... Abracadabra and Alakazam, and then Machop Machoke, Machamp? Yes. And then Bellsprout, Weepin' Bell, and Victory Bell. Yes. And then we get to the easier part of the generation, so I think it's Tentacool, Tentacruel. And then, if I'm correct, it goes Geodude, Graveler, Gollum. Ponyta? Yes. Rapidash! Oh yeah, Rapidash! Obviously, <laughs> uh Slowpoke mm-hmm. and Slowbro, Magnemite, Magneton, and then Doduo.
2: You skipped your favorite.
0: <gasps> Farfetch'd! <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I di- I don't remember if he was before or after Doduo. It was Farfetch'd, Doduo, Dodrio, and then I think it's uh Frick, Ice type, right? Seal Dugon. Yep. And then Grimer and Muck. Yep. And then I know this section. So then it goes shelter, Cloister. And then your favorite. Ghastly Haunter Gengar. And then I think yep. it's Onyx. Right? Because I know yep. he's placed weirdly. And then Drowsy and Hypno. Yep. <sighs> now it gets to the Now it gets to the foggy area. Because I know. I know after Kangaskong. No, no, no not Kangaskong. No, after. I know after, or I, I think I know. It gets foggy up until Mister Mime, and then I know the rest. So let me try and get that foggy area cleared out. That said Hitna, right? Yes. Uh, Krabby,
1: right? Yep. Say right,
0: yes. Krabby and Kingler. I'm just gonna throw a dart in the park. Voltorb. Yes. Nice, Electro.
1: Rhyhorn. Nope. Hint. Um, your uh, in Spanish it would be huevos looks very wavo's like Huh? huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't speak Spanish.
2: Okay, here's a here's a good one for you. The um when you when you choose um Blastoise as a starter, when you choose Squirtle, um oh. your no, sorry. When you choose um, Ivysaur, and when you choose Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, as a starter, um, your opponent gets a Fire-type Pokemon. What's their Leaf Pokemon?
1: Exeggutor? Yeah. So, Execute, and then Exeggutor. Yep. And Rhyhorn? Nope. Uh... A hint? Um. Uh. I don't know a good hint for this one. Um. The
2: Pokemon. You don't get to see his face. Cubone. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I
0: think when you said I don't know a good hint for this one, it kind of gave it away because, like, there's only one hint. So that would be Marowak next, and then is it the fighting duo, Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan? Yep. And then lick a tongue,
1: <laughs> right? Yep. All right. So then we got coughing, yep. wheezing, and then ride right on. No. Or er, not on.
2: <laughs> yes, right horn, right on,
1: and then
0: right on, and whew, this is yeah. We're 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 back in the foggy area now. I want to say horsey.
1: Nope. Ah, uh, are you sure? Yes. Positive. It's. It's, your horsey's about three away.
0: Oh, shoot. Oh, so is it like Tangla, Kangaskong, and Chansey, or something like that?
1: Yes, not in that order.
0: Chansey, Tangla, Kangaskong? Yes. Okay, and then horsey. Correct. Followed by Seedra, and then it's... Golden seeking Staryu, Starmie. Because it's like where they threw all the water types. Okay. And then I should know the rest. I should know the rest. Because I said I know from Mr. Mime on. Because I know Mr. Mime's next, right? Yep. I should know the rest. So it's Mr. Mime, that's Scyther, it's Jinx, it's Electabuzz, and then Magmar, and then we've got Pinsir, and Tauros, and Magikarp, and Giorados... (gasps) <gasps> Lapras, Ditto, Eevee, Vaporeon, Jolteon, Flareon, Porygon, Amonite Omastar, Kabuto, Kabutops, Aerodactyl, I forced myself to remember this because he's in the weirdest spot, but Snorlax, and then we've got Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, Dratini, Dragonair, Dragonite, Mewtwo, and
1: then Mew. you correct. Incorrect? No, you are correct.
0: <laughs> I got scared. I'm like, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> Where... Oh, it's Mewtwo,
2: then Mew.
0: I said Mewtwo, then Mew.
2: No, 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 it's Dragonair, then Dragonite.
0: That's exactly what I said.
2: No, 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 no. It's Snorlax at 143.
0: Why? Why is he after the fossils? And then (laughs) before the legendaries? He is so oddly
2: placed. I mean, I guess there's no really good way to place him, I don't think. I mean, maybe after Genghis Khan, just because that's Pangla Genghis Khan. Exactly,
0: exactly. I don't know. There you go. I I
2: wonder heard. if it's like the, it, the list goes by like how you catch them and Snorlax is the only one where it's like, well you can catch him at any point in the game so we're gonna throw him at the end when you can only catch the legendaries.
0: That's kinda how they
2: do Or what? Well, oh man. Because you notice, like, you got your starters, and then you got, like, Caterpie at the beginning, which you all catch in the Verdian Forest, and then, um, basically everything is like that. I think there's a couple that are, like, weirdly thrown in, like, I don't think I would, I don't think I would catch, um, like, uh, maybe the Caterpie, like, I don't think I would catch Caterpie before Pidgey, because Pidgey shows up first.
0: Pidgey's Route 1, Caterpie's route Yeah. Great Nidorans are both in Route 5 before you get to the cave. Which then again, why is these other gen hunters before the cave folks?
1: Who knows? Exactly. I don't know.
0: It's how they ordered it. I don't know. Thanks for listening to the Super Nerdcasters. Again, we hope Ezra best for him if you're listening Ezra we're all praying for you buddy we're all out there hope you get better dude I know life is in the gutter right now but I promise you enough hope and enough faith it'll get better so just just keep pushing dude whatever you do just keep pushing anything you want to say to Ezra Nick?
1: yeah stay strong my dude
0: thank you Anyways, thank you for listening to the Super Nerdcasters. We hope you enjoyed this special Pokemon episode, all Pokemon. Uh, Sorry that Ezra couldn't be in it because he knows a lot more about Pokemon, more than the both of us combined, but that's okay. We'll get in the next one when we talk about Lauren stuff. Uh, Please follow us on any of the podcasting services that you follow. Again, this one will not be titled Hambo Goes to the Jeep Store because that's a lost episode. But we'll get that episode title again eventually somewhere. I don't know. Be sure to follow our subreddit, The Super Nerdcasters, U slash T H E S U P E R N E R D C A S T E R S, and follow us on Twitter at The Super Nerdcasters, T H E S U P E R N E R D C A S T E R S. That is T H E S U P E R N E R D C A S T E R S. S-U-P-E-R N-E-R-D C-A-S T-E-R-S Again, we are the super nerd test. I wasn't going to do it a third time! So